Oh my word. <laughs> oh my. Tell you what, wow. we're uh, we're setting setting people up today. Matchmaking. Matchma- Match- matchmaking. That's what I went for. <laughs> this week on Whiskey and Things, we catch up with my very good friend Darren Ramsey. Twenty years after he made the final, the very first Big Brother in the UK, and we're heading to Illinois to sip the few bourbon and hear the expert tasting notes from our whiskey god. As always, we love to hear from you on social media, so please do get in contact. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Whiskey and Things, and we're on Instagram at Whiskey and Things Podcast. And I remind you to lose that e, and remember to rate, review, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms yes all of them please yes all of them all of them you're listening to the whiskey and things podcast with dave giles and nick kent welcome to episode 16 of whiskey and things i'm dave giles and i'm nick kent sweet 16 I'm all How right you doing i'm all right i put a jacket on for this evening not like a suit jacket but a nice it's cold up north it is a little bit yeah i have my window open um it's been raining today it's been nice and refreshing mate Beautiful and refreshing. Compared to last week when we were sweating our tits off. Yes. Uh, it certainly has been nice and refreshing this week. That is for sure. We are recording this on Friday night this week. So tomorrow is, what are they calling it? Super Saturday or whatever? When everything's just going to go bananas and... Uh, you going to go to the pub, Nick? You going to the pub? I'm not going to the pub, mate. I've got a pub here. Why do I want to go out? That's a good point. That's you know? a very valid point. You know? Very valid. I'm not going to the pub either. You're not going out? Nah, nah. I'm quite tired. I keep on breaking things, so I'm not going to go out. Uh, yeah, yeah. You might break a yeah. leg. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know when you just have those weeks where just you keep making silly little mistakes? Are you tired? I, 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 I maybe, but I just am having one of those weeks where just like I thought I had a new single out today, but I'm not. It's next week. Like <laughs> it's that kind of like everything I've done. It's just just little mistakes just keep creeping in. Like and it's unlike me. So uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I need some sleep. But, uh, oh. Hopefully, I mean, for example, we're recording this on Friday because I, I was ra- visiting my bu- uh, social web yesterday, and we were going to record it while I was there, but I didn't take the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> like, Man forgot the whiskey, things. didn't he? Little t- took all my equipment, but not, not well, the whiskey. It just shows we are authentic. We are tasting every time. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. We, we, we could have we done, done it, but no. He could have lied through his teeth, looked up could've some done. tasting notes, but no, 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 no. Yeah. That's not our David. No. Talking um, of which, shall we crack on? Yeah, let's go on with it. I'm thirsty. Let's just get on with I'm it. Thirsty, exactly. David. Me too. Me too. Whiskey bots roll out this week's. Whiskey. Well, it's Sweet 16, our episode, isn't it? So it's only right that we do a nice sweet bourbon, David. I do, you know me, I love a sweet bourbon. Yeah. This one's quite interesting. It's not from Kentucky, it's from Illinois. All right, can I just say something, Nick? No. Last week, I said I didn't know anything about this whiskey. Yeah. And I said I was going to punch into the Google machine to find yep. out something. Yeah. I did it five minutes before we started recording. Great. And not, I put fun facts about few bourbon it, and not a single thing came up no 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 you got mate, no you got to delve deeper i tried a couple of different searches and not i couldn't even it didn't come up nothing fun came up about this so Funny. i apologize because the google machine has let me down and now it's all it's all on your shoulders thanks mark zuckerberg it's oh no all- it's not him <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> i know it's not him anyway tell anyway. me about this whiskey which is normally from <laughs> illinois or well, you all, were saying. It, well, it's still from Illinois. 
All right. <laughs> you know, a lot of bourbons come from Kentucky because of the uh, nice layer of limestone. That's another boring conversation altogether. Right. Few Spirits is the company that actually started in 2011. They're from Evanston, Illinois, which is famous, Dave. I don't know why this didn't come up on Google, but it was completely dry, as in prohibition was there for a hundred years. Wow. Yes. A long time. A long time from 1872 onwards. So normal prohibition was, (laughs) normal prohibition um, in America was 1920 to 1933. Um, But this uh, preceded it because of a lady. Well, a few ladies, the women's temperance movement um, in Evanston, Illinois, pushed for prohibition. And it actually, that's when it started at 1873 in Illinois, right? And then this is actually where the name comes from, right? Because F-E-W is actually the initials of a lady called Frances Elizabeth Willard, okay? Yeah. She helped push through prohibition in America. And she got a whiskey named after her. Well, that's the, <laughs> well, that's the thing, yeah. Years later, as a big middle finger salute, as it were, this company, when they started up again in 2011, they named the distillery after her. <laughs> that is amazing. Holy hell, that's amazing. And there so, was me thinking it was called Friggin' Excellent Whiskey or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was hoping the story was going to be. But no, that's even better. That's, no, that's even so funny, good. isn't it? So how comes, so Prohibition went all the way into the 70s in Illinois or just in this one county? This town was dry for a hundred years. Wow. Even into the 19th, wow, wow, yeah, wow. until 1972. They banned wow. out, They banned alcohol. Crazy. Yeah. Easy. So yeah, right. this lady had a uh, whiskey named after her. Nick, um, we've, we've, we've heard from two different people who have given us a tasting note on this. How dare you? Yeah. Two of our patrons have got in contact. I've messaged you the first one, which I would like you to read out in your sexiest tasting note voice. Warm and spicy with a caramel-like sweetness. To me, this bourbon tastes like cosy winter evenings spent curled up on the sofa. Gently heating from within, this dram begins by warming the soul as the rich flavours of the spices slowly unfurl across the palate, tingling enticingly on the tongue and lingering long after the final sip like the memory of a lost love's kiss. Beautiful. Do you want the other bit as well? Yeah, well, if you want, if you want. We don't have to do that quite as sexily though, Nick. Just uh, just get on with that. Yes, melodrama aside, I wasn't sure if I was overly enamoured with bourbon, but I'm seriously contemplating a bottle of this one. Well, that's really interesting. The person who sent that in has sent me tweets saying that she would happily hear you read the phone book. (laughs) Uh... Uh... So that was for Kate, the founder of the oh. Nick Kent fan club. Well, look at that. Uh, who has been trying to get me to get you to read something out for a while now. <laughs> well, I was and never going to like say no. She just said. I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one. Uh, so uh, I'm, I hope she enjoyed that. I hope she enjoyed that. I anyway, enjoyed that. I we've also that. heard, we've had some other other notes, which I'm going to read out. And Nick, I really hope you don't edit this out this time because that'll be two weeks in a row because this is from your brother. My big brother, right? Your big brother, who last week, <laughs> he sent in a nice long message and you didn't include any of it. This week's thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, right, so Paul, Paul literally just bef- as we were about to start recording this, sent this. Uh, he said it's probably his favourite that he's tasted from the bourbon 
a master of malt set, tasting mm. set, which is interesting. Uh, is on interesting. the nose, uh, definitely a sweet coffee aroma. On the palate, more coffee, a touch of vanilla with a warm velvet texture to it on the top of the tongue. Certainly a spiciness to it. And on the finish, quite subtle compared to with others. Slight spice lingering at the top of the mouth. So it's the first one he's managed to pick out any flavours and he really enjoyed that one. So uh, Amazing. I've yet to have any of this, but they are two great reviews. They are. So I feel like the pressure is on for me to enjoy this. Yeah, you have to now. Exactly. But um, the thing is, I've had a taste of it, and it's not my favourite in the world. Well, the, I I saw you. I was with you when you had your little taste last yeah. week, and you did not seem impressed. It's, which is why when I got both of those, I was quite surprised. Yeah. Anyway, right. This is um, it's a bourbon. Um, it's seventy percent corn, twenty percent rye, and fifteen percent malt. But it's also forty six point five percent alcohol. So those those numbers don't add up. <laughs> What are we talking about? That's over 100%. I know. I was testing you. I've actually written here. Make sure Dave is paying attention. 70% corn, 20% rye, and 10% malt barley. All right. How does that work, though? Seriously, how does that work? Because, as I said, it says 46.5% alcohol. Oh, that's where you're getting that from. Yeah. Oh, in that case, you're way off. Yeah. That's alcohol by volume. That's how much of it is actually alcoholic. The rest of it's made up, made up of water and all the other ingredients. I'm getting a strong marzipan smell. Wow, okay. Very almondy. Almondy. For me, I'm just hit with cherry cola. You know, like a melted che- ice lolly? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which it's is, really which is that- sweet on the nose. Which is marzipan, right? I've always thought of cherry cola as being a marzipan. No, I've never I've never connected that. Interesting. But that's that's definitely there, isn't it? That that kind of, yeah, cherry cola as well. It's, oh, it's so pure sweet. cherry cola. Cola. Stop sniffing. Get sipping. Stop posing with the nosing, Dave. My first thoughts, Nick, are I really like that. That'll wake you up. I Ooh. really like that, but it is really strong, isn't it? Yeah. What are we talking here? There was a 46.5. I told you, 46, yeah. 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 It's definitely got a <laughs> kick to it, but I, there's a lot of flavour in that. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. This is the most, out of all the bourbons we've had so far, hmm. this is the most unique flavour. But dude, the, the 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 finish for me is so long, like the tingle on the tongue. Oh yeah, still there, still oh, there now. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, mate, that will go on for days. Trust me. <laughs> Don't in- oh god, he inhaled it again. <laughs> I never learned. Are you struggling with this one? You you look like you're not enjoying this this that it's much. It's not. No, I think this is one I would. I usually drink bourbon with, let's see, stronger ones with some ice. I like it as a bit as a refreshing drink. I wouldn't have this in the Glencairn, which is what I'm doing at the moment. Why don't you have the rest of it as you would normally drink it? Because I've drunk most of it, mate. I'm not going to have much Yeah, but you've left. got enough. You've got enough. Just to, to put a single cube of ice in there in another tumbler and have it like you normally would. Funny, I do actually and have one ready. Exactly. Because... Oh! <laughs> Nick just nearly smashed a glass against yeah. his microphone. Yeah, that's much better for me with ice. You, you're enjoying that now, yeah? Mm. Oh, it's cool. Takes the edge off it. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a load of flavour in there. It's sweet, isn't it? It's there like is. this I, I think this would make a brilliant old fashioned. Because mm. it's got a different flavour uh, profile than other bourbons. The spiciness is there. I can I can definitely beautiful, isn't it? get the spice. And that finish there. is really nice. I actually I am with Kate on this that I would like a bottle of this. Yeah. Uh I, I think this is this is wonderful. For me, the ice takes away the sweetness. And make and the spiciness comes through, so it's almost more savoury now. 
than it was before. I, I wonder whether because you lowered my expectation of it, <laughs> I'm enjoy I'm enjoying this more. It's what I do to the ladies. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, you can hear uh, more. <laughs> anyway, you can hear more about Few Bourbon from the Whiskey God later in the show. Just get the things over with. What had you on the start this? We both have things, right? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really because I thought I had a single out, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave. So your thing this week is your single coming out, right? Yeah. Would you like to promote that? Uh, yeah, this Friday, <laughs> I have a single coming out. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> Which I will talk in more detail next week when it's out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. Screwing it up. What have you been up to this week, Nick? Mate, my quiet season is over. I've got a thing this week, Dave. I'm very excited. Go. Yeah? I, I can't wait. Tell me all about it. <laughs> Such enthusiasm. I cannot wait to hear this. Please. <laughs> I've done a little music video thing with a buddy. Well, both of us have a buddy called Nick Parker. Yes, we do. Yes. Um, over the lockdown, Nick has been doing a series on YouTube called Stranger Tunes, where he does a collaboration cover with musicians who don't know each other. So he'll ask a drummer, to put down a beat, then he'll ask another guy who doesn't know the drummer to put down some bass, etc. Uh, going on, guitarist. None of the musicians know each other. Um, and then they do a cover and then they put it up and they don't know who they're playing with until that song comes out. Um, so he's, he's done 11 of these now. Yeah, in fairness, I've been watching all of them and they are incredible they're as amazing, well. They're right? really high. And the different musicians he's had on... Yeah. Have, have been amazing. A lot of lot of my friends have been involved at various points as well, or people I know. So, and and like he's he seems to be so well connected. But Nick is just such a lovely, lovely, lovely man as well. He's a lovely man because he toured with you right last year. Was it last year? Yeah, for? yeah. yeah. Uh, for my album launch, November two thousand eighteen. Yeah, that's where I met him. But yeah, so the number eleven's out now, which I've been very lucky to be on. Um, I'm on there with Shane Dixon, who plays for Ginger Wildheart. And man, one of your favorite bands, Ginger Wild, yeah, Wild Hearts, man. PHUQ you, is an album of my youth. I, I love if, that. If you if you knew you were going to be on a thing with one of the Wild Hearts, you would have been losing your mind, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, you'd been excited. Yeah, of course, I'm excited to all these people. Sam Brace it, it, of Skinny Lister. I know, but Great my band. point is, you didn't know you didn't know any of this until after. That's didn't what's know, so cool about it. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's the thing. I was like, who who am I going to be playing with? You know, you got to step up. Yeah, Luke Stidson. Twin Falls, who also um, produced it and mixed it. So, yeah. Um, the song we did was AM180 by Granddaddy. It's such a good tune. Which is cool. Go watch the, go watch the video. It's uh, great. And um, what's great about it as well, each episode points viewers in the direction of a chosen charity. And this week, uh, the episode was supporting that pen. Um, <laughs> the mental health charity, Mind. Um, oh, excellent. So oh, put, that's great. Um, that's very close to my heart. So that's yeah. great news. So we'll be putting um, the links in the doobity doos as well. In the, yeah, I definitely will. That will, that will, uh, that will go in the doobity doos of the episode. Look, look in whatever your podcast provider has oh, yeah. in your doobity doos and so you'll yeah. find it. That's a thing. I've, oh, I've, good I've delivered a thing. There we go. Well done. Congratulations. My drought is so over. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah it it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, this week we managed to catch up with one of my very old friends, uh, a, a good friend of mine called Darren Ramsey, uh, who 
some of you may know or remember from 20 years ago when he was a contestant on the very first Big Brother in the UK. Mm. So I won't get into how I met him and how we became friends because we're going to get into that into the show. And it's hilarious. He is a wonderful, wonderful man. Doesn't follow me on Twitter, but don't worry about it, Darren. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, he, smart man, if you ask me. Yeah. After Big Brother, he did a load of TV stuff and a load of, uh, load of wonderful things, again, which he'll talk about. Um, and uh, we've we've become very, very, very good friends. So, Came third, didn't oh, he? Came third. Yeah. It's Lovable the 20th man. anniversary. It is the 20th anniversary of that first Big Brother, so there's been a bit of TV stuff going on for it. Uh, so we thought it'd be nice if we could get him on uh, because it's actually a really interesting story as well, and he's yeah. just such a lovely, lovely person. So here's something a little bit different. Here's my very good friend, followed by Naomi Campbell on Twitter, Darren Ramsey. Darren, welcome to Whiskey and Things, the podcast. Thanks very oh, much welcome. for agreeing. Why is taking on. you both so long to bring me on to Whiskey and them things? Uh, Blame the producers. <laughs> so Nick was asking me earlier, Darren, about how you and I met. Do you want yes. to tell the story or do you want me to tell the story? I'll tell the story. Don't spare, don't spare any details, please. So I used to work in Acton and I used to work in market research. And I was going home one day and I am quite flirtatious as That's a one way young 29-year-old black gay male. And I got on the tube and I was sitting with two girlfriends of mine and across from me was this guy sitting there in a, in a whole banana suit. Like literally from top to bottom. And all you can see is these skinny little legs coming out of the bottom. And then I <laughs> So I said, Oh, you picked the wrong day for this, mister. <laughs> and then I was like, Hi, how are you? And then it was really weird because he was really responsive. Like you were like, Oh hi, how are you? You were just you were really down to earth. It was quite weird because I thought you were gonna be really sheepish. But had, looking back, of course he's not going to be sheepish. He's dressed in a, in a banana suit, <laughs> yeah. half naked. Going to be the shy banana. Yeah. Um, and then we started chatting along, and we really got on. And Dave used to be in a band, uh, the Rileys, and he had a badge of the Rileys band. And he, he gave, I said, "Oh, can I have one of your badges?" And he gave me the badge, and that was it. The next day, I went to work. I went onto the internet, went onto Facebook. Saw the Riley's band, found out they were playing in uh, Shepherd's Bush or something. Bought some tickets, Facebooked him. The rest is history. We were friends ever since. We met up once. I can't. I think we were up in Soho, and then and then you were asking me all about the band, and, and we got talking. And then you were like, "Right, you got this big gig, which was the Shepherd's Bush Empire gig coming up." He was like, "We need to promote it. Meet me next week." Covent Garden this time. So I turn up. He'd printed out and made his own flyers for this gig. Loads of them. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Such a fanboy. <laughs> always, always, Nick. And you know what? The thing is, in media, it's really, really hard, you know, to graft. You don't get, a lot of us, when you're trying to start in the media industry, we don't get big advertisement. We don't get people yeah. to know that we've got a gig going on and so on and so forth. So I made him some flyers. We literally went to Covent Garden and we literally flyer dropped. And ha we sold tickets, didn't we, Dave? Yeah, yeah we actually, people were so interested that night, they bought tickets off me there and then, which was It amazing. was brilliant. A really Ama good night. It was really amazing. Night. A funny thing happened that night. Obviously, this is now the third time I'd met Darren. Right. And uh, we, we went into one pub and we were talking to some people at a table and one guy looked up at him and went, you look like that guy from Big Brother. 
<laughs> and I start laughing and I'm like, you do look like the guy from Big Brother. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and Darren just gives me this look as if to say, yeah, 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 yeah. what? You don't, you don't realise? <laughs> and I was like, you're the guy from Big Brother. <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, it was quite amusing. And, you know, that was telling because when you're in an industry where people actually know who you are, you can never really trust that many yeah. people. Um, so when I met Dave and Dave liked me for who I was and I was like, oh, this guy's really cool. I appreciate that. So the fact that I'd already known him for how many weeks or months and then he finds that out, I felt like our friendship was authentic. And I of course it that. was. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah, not yeah. know that. Know. I had no idea. Yeah. And bear in mind, I loved that first Big Brother as well. But it, it'd, been, it'd been a few years. It'd been probably eight years. Did you guys watch the reboot? Did we see the reboot? Did we watch it? Was you Don't say no. Don't. Okay, so for those listeners that are listening to this, Dave is saying yes right now. He watched um, the episode, the reboot, and he thoroughly enjoyed it. Nick, <laughs> what, what's the reboot? You? No, 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 tell me. No, because I looked uh, no. up stuff on today. I went on the, on the it, Channel 4 app and I've been watching Big Brother Best Shows Ever. Yeah, so what they've done, it's been 20 years. Yeah. Apparently black don't crack. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, you look amazing. It sure do droop. <laughs> <laughs> black don't crack but it sure do droop so um <laughs> after 20 years they wanted to give us like best shows and then um they've done series one about 10 days ago and literally social media went crazy oh my god i remember this it's really really good blah blah and everyone started like you know speaking yeah. about it and it was nice i actually i shouldn't really say this but i actually didn't watch it because I lived it. So it's not something yeah. that I need to, to rewatch at the moment. Yeah, I'm going to watch it with my grandkids. Let's go right back to the beginning then for that. Um, we, we, will, we will talk more about the, the implications of it, but how you, you were on the first Big Brother and did you know what it was? Talk about how, how you ended up being on Big Brother. So I always wanted to be in TV and media ever since I was young. I didn't have the opportunity to do it because in black culture, you have to study. You don't really understand TV and media. So when you say, I want to be an actor, I want to be, on, I want to be in theatre, and I want to do, you know, I want to appear on Richard and Judy one day and, and do a segment, it's just kind of looked down upon because it's not quite understood why you want to, you know, be frivolous on TV. I was always buying the stage newspaper. Back then we had no internet. Um, and I was always looking at different gigs. You know, you can go to Pineapple Studios in Common Garden, you line up, you queue up, I'm probably standing next to people from boy bands that you've watched and loved and they get the gig and I don't. So I was that kid trying to. I didn't have any money to go to a Tally Conti or any of those media schools. So I was always just trying to hustle my way in. Um, I was at the point 22, I think. And at that point, I realised when you're 22 and you haven't established yourself in the media, you kind of got to start forgetting about it and moving on. And at that point, I was like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it. The mother of my children um, had bought uh, the newspaper and there was this advert in there that said, Big Brother One UK contestants um, we're looking forward to, 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 to come on the show. We had to then buy other newspapers to find out what this Big Brother thing was. Um, it turns out that it was already originated in Belgium and the person that won it became a presenter. And I said, oh, that's brilliant. I can go on this game show and I can become a presenter. Amazing. So we sent off the application and it took months and months and months to get any response or any kind of recognition. Um, there was a, something called BBC Find Me a Presenter and you had to go to one of the, I think it was UCL I went to, I lined up. And I was in the BBC Find Me a Presenter queue 
And Endemol called me from uh, Channel 4 and said, hi, Darren, we are supposed to be here. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I've not heard from you, so who cares? And I put the phone down. And just as I said that, one of the BBC's runners came out and said, um, no more in the queue. We've got, we've found our presenter, no more. And there was like hundreds of us standing outside waiting and it was, it was horrible. They gave us goodie bags. I slowly walked to Golden Square to do my interview. But I was just like, oh, who cares? They're not going to care. They're going to send me away anyway. And they saw me, they took me in and I didn't care. I was just like this. I don't know what I'm doing. I want to BBC find my presenter. You guys have taken so long. Let's do it. You know, they give you newspapers and, and, and salad tape and tell you to build a, a bridge out of it. They just want to see how you interact with other people and whether you're not your... I don't know, loquacious. Good word, good word. Great word. And then nothing. And actually, I'm feeling nostalgic now because I'm, and I'm upset because I remember thinking, this is finally going to be my big break. And it's now been almost six to nine months and I've heard nothing from them. And it was the 1st of July, 2000. Yeah. In the TV, you know, back in the days we used to have TV quick or whatever, you, where you want to see when what's coming on the TV. It was a magazine you had to buy. And in it, it said, Big Brother Starch. And I was like, that's awful. How dare they do this to me? It starts in like five days time. I've heard nothing from them. And I was in the one that was in the running. The next day they called me and they were like, hi, Darren, we've got our chosen 10 and we want you to be an extra. So if someone actually leaves the Big Brother house, I'm allowed to say this. Yeah, of course I am. If someone actually leaves the Big Brother house, <laughs> you will become an extra and then you can come in. And I said, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> How do you I put my sheet blown Nokia down. You hung up. I hung up. Oh God. Yeah. I remember I was in ice. I was in ice. I don't know what the advertisement is for this program, but Iceland need to give us a shout out. It's whiskey and them tings, please. So I was in Iceland. And I remember I put the phone down on that lady. Five minutes later, they called me back up and they're like, oh, no, no, we would love to have you as a housemate, Darren. We'd love to have you. Please, we need you. And I was like, oh, okay. And what I think it was is they never saw the feistiness to me that you guys know I have. So they thought I was quite placid and really nice and kind of, you know, I don't know, just just plateauing along with my personality. And I think when I shot up on her, she was like, yes, he's got some fire. Let's get him. So maybe that works in my favour, I think. And that is how I got on Big Brother. Whiskey! So you can hear the second part of that interview and find out what happened after his Big Brother experience later on in the show. Mate, I was addicted to Big Brother back in the day. From the from the very first one? I got into the first one in the middle. Yeah, me too. Um, but from the second series, you know, I was kind of I was kind of hooked. But I knew I had to step back, right? Do you remember when it was on the E4 all day? Yep. Live. Yep. I was in my shorts, laying on my sofa on a blisteringly hot day, watching other people sunbathe. Just listen <laughs> it's to so it. True. It's blistering it's outside. So, I was just laying so there. True. It suddenly dawned on me, what the hell are you doing? Turn yeah. it What's off. What's the highlights in the evening when the sun's gone down? You're just watching them sunbathe and I was sitting indoors. Then That's when I knew All right, I had to step back. And you couldn't even hear what they were saying because they'd probably sworn. So all you got was the little birdie tweets. Yes. Oh, the birdie tweets. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mate, I loved it. That first first season, again, I think I got into uh, uh, three or four weeks in and then mm. was hooked. But the second season and the third season, I was full on from the start, hugely into. I mean, I think that the, the, the theme song and the Geordie accent, they're kind of, they're almost cultural icons for our generation. Yeah. 
But um, should we see if the original Big Brother likes Big Brother? Yeah, I think that's a that's a good shout. The big man in the sky. Yeah. Oh wait, God. Yeah. So are you a fan of Big Brother? Big guy in the sky. Watching your species has been my series of Big Brother. A concept that isn't new to me. I've been watching Darren long before he entered the house. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Wow, Darren has a fan, it seems. Mm. Well, it's not the first time that God has been a fan of one of our guests. I'm sure it won't be the last. It just shows the caliber of our guests, Dave. In fairness, I've just looked, and uh, Darren is, in fact, one of three people that Whiskey God follows <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, wow. So, uh, he clearly was a fan. Interesting. Wonderful. Well, Interesting. Um, should we see if he's a fan of this bourbon? Can't wait. This Illinois bourbon. God, could you give us your delicious tasting notes, please, on this few bourbon? Oh, thank you. Few bourbon. Tasting notes. On the eyes. A simple caramel color. On the nose. The eyes don't lie. That caramel you saw is the caramel you taste. You get a hint of bright fruits, like cherry and raspberries. You get the idea that this bourbon could be underaged, but still inviting. On the palate, the fact that this blend is mostly corn is obvious in the mouth. That caramel comes back with a stab of toffee, burnt wood, and if you give it a chance, you will discover a clovish nature, maybe some star anise. But there's that youth. That malted grain and the ethanol seem to be an ever-present companion, welcome or not. On the finish, a tannic bitterness that tried to peek its head out now is in full sight, as if a court jester leaving the room. Sourness, malt and tannins throughout, spiciness, and just a tinge of ethanol, again, reminding you of this bourbon's youth. Overall, Minnesota oak is a tight grain, an interesting choice. There is some evidence the tightness of the wood, combined with a young age, did not impart much into the whiskey in terms of complexity. However, there is a spiciness throughout that may be just inviting enough for another glass. Few bourbon. Ta-ta. Good knowledge there from the Whiskey God about the Minnesota oak having a tight grain. Yeah, cl classic God there, that, that little nugget of information. Not a single, single one of you, me, Kate, or your brother have mentioned caramel. No. And he, uh, well, I kind of put that in the cola bracket anyway. You know, the caramel cola taste for me is kind of, uh, you know. You think maybe I should cola say tastes more. like caramel? Yeah. Interesting. Busy caramel. And a star anise. That's the thing you find in um, like a curry and stuff, isn't it? Oh yeah, I'll put that in all my um, my so, Indian food. The so thing you accidentally bite on. Yeah. Not a perfume yeah. bomb. That's a different thing. It's kind of like a perfume bomb. But um well, no one likes a perfume bomb. 
No one does. No. Uh, anyway, you can hear more from the Whiskey God next week when we talk about another whiskey. Cheers, God. Uh, right. So, um, shall we hear some more from Darren? Yeah, let's see if uh, he's noticed the God stalking him over the years, oh, shall well, we? Let's have a look. The Whiskey! Uh, obviously, there would not been a, a Big Brother in UK. No one knew it was going to be as successful as it was, especially those mm-hmm. first few seasons, which were just huge. How did you feel about it? And were you and the other housemates aware of what might happen afterwards? And obviously, you said that the, the, the person in Belgium got a presenting job, but, but you, you didn't know for sure that anything like that was going to happen in the UK, did you? No, um, I didn't get it, Dave. Didn't know what I was doing. If, if you, if you, if they, when I watch it with my grandkids, I'm constantly say, "I don't get it. I don't know." <laughs> I was just in this house living with people. Oh, Princess Dave, Dave, <laughs> Princess, Princess Nick, Nick, Princess. I was going to ask about princess. this. Who is Princess? What for why? you listeners that are what going on the way to work? There's a parrot that um, <laughs> resides with me. Okay. And her name is Princess, and she uh, is a sun conure, and she is one of three of my menagerie of animals Ooh, living with me. Go Patch. Go Patch. <laughs> good, um, <work. laughs> good work. That's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't know what was going on, and we all didn't get it. And to our surprise, when we actually came out of the house, people actually knew who we were. And that was a bit of a mind F, because... You go into a social experiment game show and you have no idea what's going on. But when you come out, people say, Darren. And I remember going, how did it? I remember it took me some time and a lot of therapy to kind of just digest that there's been this show for three months that you've been watching every single day. Mm-hmm. And now I'm your friend in your head, friend in your oh, head. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so you're going, Darren, you're right, mate. And I'm like, no, I'm not your mate. You know, I'm like, I don't. And so I had to adopt a way of going, hi, hey, buddy, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> but um, I, I would never, ever knock it, Dave. It, it opened up. So all those doors that I knocked when I was queuing up at Pineapple Studios and going down, you know, High Street Kensington and knocking all the doors of the modeling agencies and begging for them to take just one, you know, shot of me to see if I can make it. None of them, they all shut the door. And the moment I came out of that house, they were writing, to, faxing. Back then, guys, we had oh, fax machines. <laughs> um, they were faxing me and begging me to come and do, you know, presenting jobs and so on and so forth. And I've made a really decent career about from it for about four years. When the envelope stopped dropping in the front, you know, at the front door, you're like, what's going on? And then from there, I was like, no, I've, I've got a family to feed and a, and a house to keep warm. So I need to go back into the real world. And that's when mm. 2004 is when I went to Acton and started working. What was what was your favourite thing that happened as a result of Big Brother? Be it uh, a, a magazine thing, TV thing. What was the one standout thing that happened? Okay, the truth. Do you remember when I was um, and I said I was young and I was always wanting to be in media and TV? Yeah. I used to cook in my kitchen and pretend I had cameras around. And I'd be like, oh, don't forget to put a teaspoon of salt into the soup. And don't forget to put the black pepper in. And I'm looking at all the cameras the whole time I was doing it. And all I ever, ever wanted to do was appear on Richard and Judy, because back then that, that was, was show. Yeah. our yeah. show. Um, because then I've made it. You know, that's, that's, that's the time when I've made it. And the moment I came out, they invited me on. Um, I was like, they're inviting me on? Um, and so I went on Richard and Judy. I did an interview and then they employed me as one of their um, resident um, presenters. And that for me was something that said, look, 
you know, I, I feel like I, you're, we're all successes in our own right, based on the background that you've come from. For me, that was a real success. So I was really happy with that. Good. So if it gave me anything, it gave me that. Do you miss any of it? No, because... Because you're asking me the questions, Dave. I want to answer you truthfully, and it's, it's really weird. So if I get asked questions like this in TV and media, I just go, I answer the, the, the media-trained answer which is, of course I do, it's amazing, <laughs> whatever you say. But my real answer is, of course I don't. I don't miss any of it. I don't miss, I love exactly where I am right now. Could I be more richer? Absolutely. Um, could I drink less? Of course. But would I want to be thrusted back into that? No, because the day that you and I went out and we were fly dropping and that guy in that pub said to me, oh my God, it's Darren from Big Brother. And you said, I gave you that look. I'm an introverted extrovert. Same. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are times when I like my... my Flamboyancy. Uh, yeah, and I'm allowed to be... I'm allowed to have me, right? Yeah. And I didn't... I wasn't allowed to... I was, I was public property. And if I ever was snappy, that was it. Oh, he's a whatever, blah, blah, and so on and so forth. So I always had to, you know, I always had to give airs and graces. And it, it's not fair on sometimes, especially when you're not working at the time and you're trying to get your next gig and everyone knows who you are except for the casting directors. How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How yeah. about that? Do you feel uh, that it would have been easier for you had it, to, to maintain it had social media been a bigger thing back then? Or are you glad that social media didn't exist back then because of the complications of what that can bring? Well, I think it comes with maturity. I think if I was 27, I would have loved it with social media. Now I'm 29. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next it doesn't faze today. me anymore. <laughs> 29 today, yeah. We've got, we got the memo, yeah. I, I feel like it wouldn't make any difference for me. I, 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 that 15 minutes of you know, going to premieres and standing next to God knows who was the right time. I, and so I can't, you know, there's, there's nothing to look back on and say, oh, I could have sustained this because I would have had this number of followers and they would have been able to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So when I dreamt of being a media personality and said, I really, really want this, I've got the personality to do that, um, I fulfilled it. And I was successful in that for a number, for about four or five years. So I kind of feel like, oh, I did that. You know, I've done that. And I'm happy to look back at it one day with the grandkids um, as opposed to chasing it again because I'm quite comfortable in my own skin as I am at the moment. Yeah, obviously, Darren, this is this is called whiskey and things. Yeah. You and I have had many nights out. No, Do really? I have any memories of you drinking whiskey? I'm trying to think. It, were you a Jack and Coke man? I can't remember. For the listening viewers, I've just held up a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> unopened. That is un- yeah, no, yeah, that's unopened. Yeah. That's for the guests. <laughs> is uh, that the only whiskey you normally drink or have you got others? Yeah, no. So my brother drinks brandy. Yeah. Um, my mum drink. My mum used, used to, God rest her soul, drink really cheap whiskey <laughs> i'm not going to name it but really cheap whiskey it does the trick for her um and i just i always found if i drink whiskey my grandma was correct it makes you frisky 
Whiskey makes you frisky, brandy makes you randy. That's what my grandma used to say. That's what she used to say. Get that on a t-shirt. Dude. This has been fun. It has been fun. I'm glad you had fun. I've been looking, waiting all day for this, to be quite honest. I've been quite um, chuffed about it. I miss you. And Nick, I haven't seen you in ages. Where you been hiding? Oh, yeah, I worked it out. It wasn't 2013, the O2 Academy, one of Dave's last album launches, was it? No, no. Well, that was 2012. It was, yes, it, uh, is that in, where is that? Oh, yeah, is okay. that in Islington? Is that yeah. an Angel? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably then. I think there was I think there was a night out in Soho. I'm pretty sure we've been out and Nick's been, we've been with Nick. There was a night you lost your coat, Nick. Do you remember that night? Oh, mate, that doesn't, that doesn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> we all went to freedom and we were one of the last people in there and nick is walking around trying to find his coat and he's outside I went to every bar in soho and he's still and he was wearing it the whole time he was wearing a coat <laughs> i wasn't wearing the coat you were wearing a coat i was not wearing the coat i promise you you were wearing the coat <laughs> maybe someone else i was livid coat. i just got that brand new it's like a asymmetrical coat i got from zara like plastic Glenn Livid it was. And um, I thought I'd lost it. I went everywhere. I was so angry. And then it just turned up. Apparently on my back. Um, <laughs> you were wearing it the whole time. There's one thing I want to know. Who is the voice of the God? Because I want him to come with me on a date. There is no voice of the God. He is the whiskey God. Yeah, he just he just turns up every time we're drinking whiskey. He just turns up. Yeah. We beckon him. Well, if you ever get to meet him, Dave, can you give him my number, please? Uh, yeah, if, if, I'll, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. Darren, I don't need your number. Step outside the front door with your favorite dram. Face east and hmm, wink at the moon. I'll be there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, my. Tell you what, wow. we're, uh, we're setting, setting people up today. Matchmaking. Matchma- Match- matchmaking, that's what I went for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed having Darren on the show. I hope you did as well, Nick. And I hope you did as well. I did, yeah. Listen, uh, he, it's a fascinating story. And uh, often people who have done some kind of reality TV do get forgotten uh, quite quickly. And it's great to hear the story of what happened afterwards, the the, the fact he achieved what he wanted to achieve and, and got out on his own terms yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Which is, and I his think loving is, life. His loving life as it is. Um, you can find out if you want to follow Darren on social media. I'm sure he probably doesn't care too much, but he's on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Darren Ramsey. Uh, is, uh, that's how I'm saying it, how you how you spell it. Um, I do love his tw- his Twitter bio is wonderful. Ex Big Brother 1 UK finalist, ex model, ex TV chef, ex presenter, ex boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, sums him up quite nicely. Uh, decided not to get liposuction. Yeah, and it's um, his birthday uh, today, of course, as well. It is, we of course, his birthday. So I'd like to wish him a happy birthday. Was he 29? 29, 29, yeah. 29, exactly. So uh, he's one of my great friends, and I think that was really interesting. So, And, of so, course, you can hear the full interview on our Patreon page, uh, which is www.patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things. That's whiskey without any. Sign up, and uh, you can get all the full interviews from every one of our guests. And uh, they're also videos, so you get to meet the parrot. Yes. Was it you're, Princess, you're, wasn't it? Princess. You'll get to meet Princess, uh, as well as just hearing her in all her glory. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Darren, for coming on. Thanks, and, man. Uh, hopefully see you very soon. Well, yeah, unless the whiskey god sees him first. <laughs>
listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. And so another show passes. Um, as always, we love to hear from you, our listener. Uh, so please keep sending in your, your tasting notes. And it's been great this week seeing everyone sending their photos of them wearing their brand new Whiskey and Things t-shirts. Yes. Uh, which I think you all look stunning. You yes. look incredible. Yes, it's such yes, a lovely yes. design. Mine hasn't turned um, up yet. I'm a bit livid. Glenn livid. He's Glenn livid. Houston, we have a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's what we got next week, Nick? So, so people can perhaps send in some tasting notes for next week's show. Here's the thing, right? We've been kind of sticking around the same kind of whiskies on the first on the first run of these shows because we bought a load in bulk. We've been doing the Scotches and the Irish, and we haven't really, you know, we had the English one, which was a bit different. Um, but we will be broadening our whiskey horizons in coming weeks. Horizons. Horizons, exactly. <laughs> so, and we're going to start that next week. We're going to Sweden. 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 Um, we'll be sampling the MacMira. It's spelled MacMira. Maybe MacMira. Special number six single malt whiskey next week. So it's Swedish. So that'd be uh, something completely different. Anyone has any experience of any of the Mac Mirrors or yeah. the Mac Mirrors Special Six, please do get in contact. We'd love to hear your opinions on them and those whiskies. Yes, please. That'd be uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, uh, next week, have we got guests? Well, I don't think we do, do we? Next week, um, we'll see you again, and I next week. Maybe, it? yeah. We don't know. You know, we're just flying by the seat of our uh, drams at the moment. <laughs> Seeing what's well, happening. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Whiskey and Things. Don't forget to get involved on all our social medias. And we do have a live show that we are going to be filming very soon on Patreon. So another reason to sign up and get get tucked into our Patreon page. Yeah, the Patreon's um, pretty cool. So uh, yeah, the more the more people get involved in that, the more we can do as well. So uh, please come and yeah. find us. Exciting things happening. We're good. Covered That's it. A good show. Covered it. Smashed yeah. it. See, we should, we should do it on Friday nights more often. I think we should. Yeah? I think we should. We don't want to go out. Yeah, especially now the pubs have opened. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save some we, money. When we can sit other ends of the country on a house party call, <laughs> drinking a whiskey. Forever, Dave. You're stuck with me. Uh, there are worse There are worse people I can eat up with, Nick. Our worst people. <laughs> Not many, but there are some worse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and on lose that yourself. Note, yeah. See you next week. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.